Fearless Fundraisers, I'm Don Lego, and it's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows, and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore those hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. So let's get going. I am really interested and excited to talk um, with my next guest. And um, gosh, I just love everything about this mission and statement and name and just, I can go on and on. But without further ado, I do wanna welcome Missy Heilman from BioGirls. Hi Missy, how are you doing today? Hi Don, I'm doing great. So I just got the official bio girls um, and what the bio means, but I'm going to not steal your thunder. I would love for our audience um, to get to know you a little bit better and to get to know the organization. So could you share what you just shared with me? Introduce yourself, introduce the organization and tell me, tell us what's beautiful about bio girls. Absolutely. So thank you for having me. I'm Missy Heilman. I am the founder and the executive director of BioGirls. We are an organization that works with second through sixth grade girls to improve their self-esteem through empowerment of self and service to others. You asked about bio in our name. It actually stands for beautiful inside and out, and it has nothing to do with physical beauty. We are working with these girls to help them find their inner beauty, which then shines on the outside. Oh, okay. What's the ages again? What age group are you working with? Currently, we work with second graders through sixth graders, so around eight to 12. So I got to ask the hard question, Missy, what, what is a second grader not feeling beautiful inside about that seems so young? Like, why is that happening? Yeah, it's a great question. And a question we get all the time. Research shows that in girls, self-esteem is highest around third grade, around age eight and plummets to a low by sixth grade or age 12. And so we are working with the girls during this really transformative time of their life to help build some school skills to um, help them navigate the social situations that often chip away at their self-esteem, as well as to build them up through evidence-based techniques um, to maintain a healthy level of self-esteem. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Uh, uh, they seem so innocent at elementary level, right? It seems just so innocent to not feel comfortable with who you are and, and how you're growing. Um, is Absolutely. It, and it's, there's a number of reasons why yeah. it happens at this age. Um, girls and uh, girls are starting puberty younger and younger all the time. And so you start to see the hormone changes and the body changes. Um, it's also showing that girls develop that inner voice, um, which often becomes an inner critic around third grade. Um, and so, you know, you ha- you're starting to have that inner dialogue with yourself to um, socially compare yourself. Um, you become aware of uh 
where you fit socially, um, things like popular become part of the, their vocabulary. Um, and just the pressures start to build already at that young age. And this concept of perfection is something that um, girls younger and younger are facing um, because we have a society that values achievement. Girls are thinking that anything beyond, you know, the first place trophy is failure. And so, um, you know, we're working with girls to help again, to build skills, to overcome all of these issues um, as well as, you know, to build them up through proven techniques. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because um, my daughter was a cheerleader and um, I was surprised when we started at maybe four years old, just how competitive it was in comparison to, you know, one generation earlier, me, who, where it was more of a extracurricular, true extracurricular mm. activity and just something I did, maybe something I didn't, you know, uh, it was getting me out of the house, getting some exercise. It was vastly different to what my daughter Mm. experienced, which was sign a contract and you can't miss any, any, any uh, practices and Mm. you can't miss this, this, and this, and this, or you're going to get thrown off the team and, you know, let's go for the goals instead of let's have fun. And, you know, it, it was intense. Is that a contributing factor to what's happening? Absolutely. And it's actually one of the reasons that I founded BioGirls. Oh, I, no. Tell me the story. I want to yeah. hear that story. <laughs> so I was an athlete growing up. I was an all-American college track athlete. Um, and like you, like your experience, sport was always a stress reliever for me rather than a stress inducer. And as I became a mom, so I, at, at the time when I started bio girls in 2013, I had two young daughters now have three. Uh, one of the reasons I started bio girls was because I became very sensitive to the messages that our girls received to be someone other than who God made them to be, um, whether it's, they should look different or they should act different or they should, uh, you know, be perfect. Um, those messages come from every angle having two young girls. I just, you know, it just made my skin crawl thinking about yeah. these messages that they're receiving. And I don't know, I have to say guilty. Uh, Like, I feel like I was an enabler. I mean, I went for seven years before I said, okay, I'm enough, you know? So I don't know that parents are always, I think we're doing the right thing, but, but good for you that you, you know, smelled the coffee and and did something about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear the rest of the story. Go ahead. So the second catalyst to me had to do with sport. And at the time, my girls were just getting into just trying out activities, right? They didn't know whether they wanted to play hockey or soccer or basketball. They're just giving it a try. But the state of of youth sports today is you have to know what you want to do by the time you're sometimes three years old. And that's what you do. And if you're not all in, you don't have a chance. And this is very different. Like you said, very different than my experience where I was able to really be involved in anything and everything I wanted to for fun. And yes, it, it did turn into a 
college scholarship for me, but there wasn't that pressure from the time I was in elementary school to go for that college scholarship. And so I, and on top of it, you know, it's very driven by whether your family can afford for you to participate in athletics. Um, yeah, well, because you're we're recording, so I'm not going to say how expensive cheer was, just in case my husband hears this episode. Yeah, I know any exactly. sport is crazy. Exactly. And, you know, there's travel and hotels and um, jerseys and, you know, everything that goes into club sports these days. So I, I, I recognize this and know that not every kid has the opportunity to participate. And so I wanted to provide an opportunity for girls to be in a non-competitive environment where they're just moving their body in their understanding that physical activity, not competitive sport, but physical activity is a really important part of mental and physical well-being. Um, and then third, the catalyst um, for starting the program is tied into that. I was a a volunteer at our church. And I just saw this disparity between girls who were able to be involved in anything and everything they wanted to, and those who weren't. And, and so really it was an opportunity to mentor other girls in our community and, and just be a role model and a, a cheerleader and help them know that someone else cares about them and has their back. So really that's, why I started bio girls. Um, and I had no intention of it being what it is today. I, I really just wanted to give back. I grew up in a family where my parents set the example that whether it's financially or, you know, giving of your time, it's a really important part of a well-rounded lifestyle. And, um, so I was looking for a way to give back and I reached out to two other organizations here in, I live in Fargo, North Dakota, and they never responded to me. And so I'm just a go-getter by nature. And so I started thinking, what would it look like if I were to create a program to accomplish those goals? And that's how Bio Girls was born. No. Oh my God. I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start. Um, so I guess we know the problem, right? It's the competitiveness. It's, it's maybe parent enablement, right. Or caregiver enablement. It's no, probably, that's not the problem. The that's problem, not the problem. Okay. That is not the problem. The problem is low self-esteem in girls. And that is a problem because self-esteem is how you feel about yourself most of the time. And when girls have low self-esteem, they're unhappy or unsatisfied with themselves most of the time. And the stats show that 62%, and I argue it's probably even more of girls suffer from low self-esteem. So think about that. Six of 10 girls are unhappy or unsatisfied with themselves most of the time. Research also shows that girls with low self-esteem are 75% more likely to engage in destructive behaviors like substance abuse, uh, risky relationships, uh, eating disorders, and even self-harm or suicide. And so so it just multiplies. It just multiplies the problem. Absolutely. And so that is the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So how do we fix it? What, what, what is bio girls doing to fix it? And, and, you know, you wanted to start something, but you ended up starting something, something. And so how did that all fall into place and how, how, what, you know, what is bio girls doing today to fix it? 
we offer a, a 12 session program. So it's about 24 hours of programming where we combine evidence-based. So um, physical activity, which is proven to increase self-esteem and mentoring, which is also another proven tactic for increasing. So it's not one or the other, you right? You're doing it's, both together. Yeah, the combining me- both. Yep. And then we have proprietary curriculum that focuses on four key topic areas, um, which uh, we have research that proves our curriculum increases the self-esteem of our participants. So we'll get back to that. But four key topic areas that we focus on are mental wellness. In this age group, uh, it's identifying anxiety triggers and giving girls the skills to deal with that. Um, it's spreading kindness. So it's kindness to your peers, which is what everybody thinks about when they think about kindness, but it's also changing that inner dialogue that you're having with yourself to be kind and, and, and give yourself some grace. Um, and then engaging all of our participants in community service. So breaking down that barrier of age I love to show that. that, you know, they can make a difference in their community. The third area is leadership. And um, the fourth one is developing healthy relationships. At this age group, we focus on friendships, but those key characteristics of healthy friendships then translate into healthy, significant other relationships down the road as well. So our curriculum is proven. So we have an independent team of researchers that uh, use a validated tool to assess the the change in self-esteem from beginning of program to the end of the program. And um, we've conducted it three years. We had a gap year in there with the pandemic, but for the three years that we've conducted the research, we show that seven of 10 participants in our program experience a significant increase in self-esteem. Okay. Those are numbers that I want to hear. Seven out of 10 going through your program. How many young women have you served? Um, over the last nine years, we have served over 6,500 girls. Yep. And we, so when are you say gro- you're a go-getter, you're not kidding around. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I would say that, uh, you know, we've been in existence since 2013 and official 501 C3 since 2015. Um, we did not have employees, bio girls employees until 2018. Once we, um, once we kind of got over that hump and brought on employees, that's when our growth just started exploding. Um, already, uh, compared to 2021, we have grown our impact capacity for 2022 by over 75%. Um, so next year alone, we will impact at minimum 2,500 girls. So where are you bringing this program? Is it nationwide? No, right now we are regional. So we're Mm -hmm. um, in the upper Midwest. So Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Iowa. Um, So we're in four states. The bulk of our impact continues to be um, kind of that uh, North Dakota and Minnesota, our neighbors, and up and down the Red River Valley, we call it, and across the state of North Dakota. Um, We don't have plans to go to national right now because we still have work to do right here. Um, We know that... when we increase the volume of girls going through the program in a single community, we're 
we're starting to see uh, the needle move on community health indicators such as substance abuse rates, such as um, suicide rates, that type of thing. So our goal is to continue to increase the number of girls participating in BioGirls across the state of North Dakota and the other states that we serve um, and not, you know, have one or two programs in every state. Uh, so our we actually have a strategic goal of reaching one in six North Dakota girls annually by 2025. So that would be 3,500 girls going through our program each year in the state of North Dakota. Um, and we believe, and we're going to start measuring those community health indicators um, to see if, if we can move the needle positively on those. I love that you've put data behind everything that you've Mm -hmm. done. Um, That's really catapulting. I'm sure the story and uh, the support when, when it's proven out, Um, this is remarkable. I mean, a mom turned uh, philanthropist and entrepreneur (laughs) all at the same time. And I just love the approach. I love the whole girl, whole young woman um, approach. It's not just, uh, okay, you know, come to a ballet class once a week and, you know, whether you can afford it or not, everybody's welcome. And it's not just that. It's it's really a head to toe approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's um, what's contributing to the success. Do you have a success story is without mentioning names, of course, and protecting mm-hmm. your um the people that you serve, their their uh, privacy. But we'd love to hear, is there one young woman that just um, demonstrated some remarkable results? We'd love to hear that. Yeah, um, so I have a couple of examples. Um, so we incorporate physical activity into our program. Um, as I mentioned, we started with running because that's what I know and what I love, and I've been doing it my entire life. And you can really do it anywhere. You don't need special equipment or, you know, um, you just need a, a smooth good pair of running shoes. Good go. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Water, sneakers, let's go. Right. Right. So, you know, that's really how we've grown and scaled to date, but we've, we also know that not every girl can or likes to, or wants to be a runner or try running. Um, and most of the time it's usually the parents thinking the kids don't want to try, but that's another story. Um, so we have actually proven, um, and, and done the analysis on, um, CrossFit and yoga programs as well. So just replacing the running with yoga or the running with CrossFit. Um, We've seen the same results with those two program types. And so we're now scaling with those as well. And we're piloting self-defense and- uh, uh, I love the Mm self-defense angle, yeah. Or, um, and we're piloting a cheer slash tumbling program right now as well. with the goal of just casting the net wider, you know, girls may have an interest in one of those, but not running and that's completely fine. And, and, um, you know, it's a great way to reach more girls. So with that said, we're non-competitive. Um, we use physical activity to reinforce life skills, such as goal setting, um, accountability, dealing with adversity, um, and experiencing success because we have a finale, no matter the program type, we have a finale for running. It's a 5k, um, where the girls can see the progress that they've made 
throughout the 12 sessions and experience success by crossing that finish line. We've had a couple of girls who are wheelchair bound participate in our program um, and talk about just a wonderful experience for not only that particular participant, but for the other girls in her in her specific program. Um, you know, what a great life lesson to to cheer her on and help her to get to the finish line as well. So that's that's pretty cool. But a specific success story, uh, I will share one that uh, actually I um, experienced firsthand. I continue to run a couple of bio girl sessions each year. The most favorite part part of my job continues to be is working directly with the girls. And uh, we had a young lady named Emily who was driving 45 minutes each way to come to Bio Girls on a Sunday afternoon. Her grandma would bring her. Um, so it was just kind of a neat, neat start to the story. Um, she is wise beyond her years and just so thoughtful and kind and when she'd answer questions at bio girls, she sounded like an old soul, but Emily struggles with low self-esteem and body image issues. Um, and so really needed the program. Well, she was participating in a running program. So I, she was in my group and there were four participants and myself out running. Well, the other three participants ran ahead and so it was just Emily and I running together, having a nice chat. And all of a sudden she burst into tears. Oh. And I knew exactly why. And it was because she was comparing herself to those other three girls who were running with us. Oh. And it broke my heart because it's the exact reason we exist, right? Is because this is what girls do. So we stopped and had a nice conversation about, about that, about not comparing. And I started by saying, Emily, how many of your friends back in your hometown are running that night? We were running a mile and a half. And she, she shook her head. She still couldn't talk. She was crying. She shook her head saying none of them said, how many of, of your friends did their at home workouts or, you know, did the running workouts this last week? She shook her head. None of them. He said, you are doing exactly what those other three girls in our group are doing. You are running a mile and a half. And it doesn't matter what our pace is or where we finish. That doesn't matter at all. Next week, you'll probably have a better night than they will. Um, and so anyway, we, we just continue to have a discussion about this. And at the end, I got the biggest strongest hug I've ever received from a bio girl. And I've received a lot over the last bet, nine years. Sure. Um, but from that moment on, you could just see a change in her and her grandma. I got to know her grandma pretty well throughout the course of the 12 weeks. Um, and she would send me some text messages as to how much this program meant to Emily and how much it helped her not only feel better about herself, but, it, but have some skills to address friend issues that she was having. Um, she identified that one of her friends was not a good friend and she had 
not only the knowledge to understand that now, but then the words to use to address the issue with her friends. Um, and then at the end of the, the program, um, during that last session, she was crying because the program was done. I mean, it just meant that much to her. Um, she, she was, she's somebody who will stay in my heart forever because she is exactly why I created bio girls. Oh my God. You know, you, you think it's just so simple managing friendships and, uh, it, but it's not, it's really complex. And, um, Emily, if you're listening, um, you're beautiful inside and out and hopefully you know that without question and to all the bio girls. Yeah. Um, it's not easy, I guess, growing up as a young girl today with all of the, uh, influences. And I, I hate to hear that anyone would have low self-esteem. So I applaud what you're doing. It's just amazing. Um, so what, what is bio girls needs? Um, what, like if somebody's out there listening and they're touched by your story and, and Emily's story, as much as I am, what do you need most? And we know fundraising, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm sure that funds are all, you know, to a nonprofit, that's exactly what you need, but what, mm-hmm. what else do we need? What else, what mindset are we changing? What, what, what other needs do you have to bring bio girls to the next level? If somebody wants to get involved or help in some way? Yeah. Great question. So we, um, I meant to mention this when we, when you asked about how we're bringing bio girls to different communities. So we are 100% volunteer facilitated. So we do not. Still have, now, wow. Still, yeah. So we yeah. do not send out facilitators. Um, we, we train the trainers. And so our program is run by, and it's almost a hundred percent women um, who say we need this in our community and they we raise do. their hand Everyone and does. say, I will be the person to bring this to my community. Um, and so we need more site leaders to step up and say, or more volunteers to step up and say, I will be a site leader in communities in the States in which we can operate, um, Without the volunteers, we don't have a program. We have been blessed with an abundance of volunteers, and we actually have grown 100% organically over the last nine years. We have spent no time, effort, or money on volunteer recruitment efforts. Um, that is changing. Good to like, hear. Yeah, yeah it's, it's changing slightly with our strategic plan because we now have this goal that we're going after, and we have some some target communities within the state of North Dakota that we're looking to um, grow into because we know uh, that we have a hub and spoke effect. And what I mean by that is when we get into more of a larger urban area, the communities around there and, you know, North Dakota is pretty rural and um, there's a lot of um, not a lot of opportunity in the rural communities and a lot of poverty in the rural communities. But we, what we, what we've proven out is when we get into the larger urban areas, those rural communities around there um, take interest and somebody raises their hand and says, we'll bring this now to this rural community. So we start with the hub and now there's folks going out into all of the rural communities around there. So we have six key rural or urban communities that we're targeting for 
um, growth in 2022. We just need the volunteers to step up. Site leaders. Mm -hmm. So I have just a cascade of thoughts, but one thought that just hit me is why not the schools? Why are the schools not hearing this message and seeing your, your, your results and your outcome and how it's just changing the narrative? This seems like it needs to be a school-based program. Why do we think it's not? I mean, why isn't it? Yeah. So I get, I get that question a lot. Um, you know, had the pandemic not occurred, I think that that would be a viable path for us. Um, and it may be in the future, but schools are just so overwhelmed by, um, yeah. you know, what's going on with the pandemic. Um, and in North Dakota specifically, um, and in Fargo, even more specifically, um, our schools are, are, Crowded is not the right word, but there's lack of space for additional programming to happen. They're using all the space that they have. And so to to offer it as an after school program within the school system itself is not possible because they're already using that space for other things. And they've been they've said if we open the doors to BioGirls, we have to open the doors to every other program that's available. And so there's some some hurdles there. Um, you know, this is a pipe dream of mine, but I'll share it why not? Um, I, I envision in the future that every fourth grade girl in the state of North Dakota will go through the bio girls program. I would love to create that kind of model. Um, fourth grade seems to be, um, kind of the new seventh grade from when you and I were (laughs) were growing up, you know, like that's, that's when mean girls, um, come out and the fourth grade. Yeah. Right around that age. And so I would love to offer to all fourth grade students, create a model then that we can replicate in other States as well. Um, so that's, it's a pipe dream of mine, not a a short-term goal, but something that I would. Yeah. But I don't know. You put it out in the universe or you put it on (laughs) raise nation radio and I don't know, stranger things. Things have happened. So, oh, I could talk to you forever, but I do want to touch on one more thing before we let you go. And I so appreciate your time and your education um, and inspiration. It's just remarkable what you're doing. But the community service aspect, what is that all about? What what made you bring that in? How has it shaped these young women? What 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 is it doing to round out the program? Because I, yeah. I think that's pretty powerful. It is it is actually one of the most powerful lessons that we have. And we've seen, we've seen groups do very creative uh, service projects. So it's really up to the site leader um, and the community as to what the need is and what's available to work on. So I think one of the most heartwarming projects I saw pictures of was a small, it was in a small rural community uh, the summer of 2020, when when you think about nursing home residents um, and how lonely that must have been mm. when, you know, visitors weren't allowed in, they couldn't leave the facility. Um, a group of bio girls went to the facility and wrote and drew pictures on the residents' windows and they got the names of the residents so they could, there's a, we have a picture and the picture. Oh my gosh. Is that on your website? Um, I, Macy changes, our marketing director changes our 
uh, pictures. pictures oh, all I gotta time, go after but, that picture. Okay, yeah, but it's this little girl writing "Hi, Ralph" on the window, and you can <laughs> see Ralph sitting on the other side. And so, you know, it just really depends on the need. But we've served at food banks, we've cleaned up parks, we've uh, one community again, another small rural community. One of the the participants dads was diagnosed with cancer so the girls decided that they're going to do a lemonade stand in support of this family and raised thousands of dollars for this family um and so it's it's just a wide variety of opportunities to give back to the community and it's so powerful because of course when you give you you receive tenfold um and we hear stories all the time of families who then make a plan as a family to go out and serve because of the experience that the 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 girl had in bio girls of serving their community again, multiplying. Um, it's just mm. wonderful. You're such an inspiration. I mean, this has just been so wonderful. I mean, we, we all know the, um, you know, big causes, you know, out there, this one is a little unique, but nonetheless, so powerful and important, especially as a mom, um, with a young, with a daughter. Um, mm-hmm. I call her young. She's 19 though now. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of uh, One Cause has grown up with her. Um, so I, I just, there's so many things that you've said that it just resonated with me. Mm-hmm. You know, the mean girl thing. Yeah, I think it was that young and the competitiveness and the... Um, we don't always have the skill set to give, you know, we don't cut, we don't get a playbook when we get out of the hospital with our little newborn, right. That, yeah. that helps us address these things. So thank goodness for your initiative and your bravery and your courage and, and everything that you're doing. Um, I wish we had more time, but hopefully we can bring you back. I would love to hear if you've touched all of the uh, young women in North Dakota, like your, 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 your dream aspires you to do. So hopefully you can share the journey with us. Um, and thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your time and, and just, uh, being vulnerable with us. That that meant a lot. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, fearless fundraisers. It was a heartwarming story. Um, bio girls, beautiful inside and out. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's race nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Please tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 1230 PM. That's Thursdays at 1230 PM. Eastern time. In the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio and follow the channel that you like best. We're everywhere. Um, And fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows. You're going to want to hear their stories. Um, They are awe-inspiring. So don't miss a single episode. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. Be sure to check them out on onecause.com and visit the resource tab on their homepage for a wealth of content and broad catalog of eBooks that you're sure to find helpful. A huge shout out and thanks to my guest, Missy, today for sharing her expert and authentic voice. Uh, Missy, thank you so much for being with us. I so enjoyed our conversation. Any last words of inspiration? Um, Just keep doing the good. Keep doing the good and stay beautiful (laughs) inside and out. Well, one last thing, Missy, how do we find you? Social media, website, give us the, Mm -hmm. give us the 411 there. 
Uh, we are at BioGirls Inc. on Instagram, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn. We will be sure to look you up. Well, thank you again so much. Fearless fundraisers, that's a wrap. Until next time, I'm Don Lego, and this is Raise Nation Radio. Stay fearless out there. <laughs>